What's up, Eric? What's up, Tyler? How are you, man? Doing well. How's it going? I'm very excited, Tyler. These these episodes are so cool, man. And like, it's nice to get one after the other, after another. You know, all these I want to be a episodes are big, big deals, man. People are learning Absolutely. how to live. Absolutely. It's an, so, always an adventure. It is always an adventure. And today's going to be a wild adventure. Um, I didn't even know how to categorize this person. So I just said, you know what? We're going to call it I want to be a hustler. Um, and, and the biggest hustler I know, besides you, of course, Tyler, is my friend Tina. <laughs> and soon she's going to be everyone's friend. Um, let's bring her in. Tina, how are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you guys doing? We're good. We're Thank you excellent. for coming on. Of course. Thanks for having me. Of course. Of course. This was a challenge. You're not an easy person to get a hold of. I mean, like I said in the intro, you're a hustler. You're always busy. You're doing so many big things. I mean, thank you so much for giving us your time. Of course. No, I'm super excited to be here to talk shop with you guys. <laughs> there's, <laughs> there's so many questions we have for you. And I mean, I don't even know where to begin. I mean, first and foremost, have you ever been on a podcast before? I haven't. Surprisingly, I feel like this should have been something that I should have done a long time ago. So yeah, I would have guessed you would have yeah. the way you're the way you're you just so you have so much energy and can project it would feel like you would you would have your own by now. Well, thank you. I've definitely done, a, you know, public speaking. So I'm not too shy mm. when it comes to to talking about just like my past and everything. But uh, definitely no podcast. Maybe I should do some more in the future. Maybe, maybe Absolutely. after this, we, we will inspire you to do a podcast and then compete with us and totally get wrecked, you know? Oh, for sure. Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are already killing it. <laughs> I mean, look, we landed you as a guest, so we're doing something right, right? Oh, you're so sweet. <laughs> <laughs> so, Tina, let's get to know you a little bit, dude. Tell us what you're all about. I mean, where are you from? What are you doing, man? Like, who are you? Uh, who who are you? Who am I? Let's What's your uh, credit score? I mean, tell us. <laughs> <laughs> a loaded question followed by a wild one. Yeah, right. um, <laughs> so I, um, I am from Colombia. I am an immigrant. Um, and I actually came here when I was two and geez, I don't even know where to go from that. So I just, I saw my dad, um, you know, build his own business and just be very successful at it. And that was something that inspired me to also, you know, be a business owner, be an entrepreneur, hustle as hard as I can. Um, and one thing he taught me was that it's so much more better to work for yourself. And I kind of just took that with me and I ran with it. And I've been working for myself since I was 21, 22. And uh, yeah, that's how I am where I am. That's, that's amazing. That's amazing. So you're, you're really, you're really self-made. I mean, you did it, you did it following your dad's footsteps. I love it. And, and are you feeling it? Are you doing it? Are you living it? Um, yes, I, you know, some days I feel it more than others, but I definitely, um, I'm grateful. I'm very grateful for the way I was raised. Um, just the mindset I was able to have instilled in me, you know, my parents did a great job of raising me. Um, so yeah, I'm grateful, very grateful. Right on. That's awesome. I want to ask you because you do so many different things. I mean, we're going to try to get to as many as we can, but we only have an hour to talk to you. So I'm going to try to get to as much of it as possible. Tell us, um, way way back what was your very first job first job I was 16 fresh out of high school so I was um uh, because I wasn't born here just a little side note I am not I'm not a citizen I'm a green card holder so I wasn't really able to get too many things before I got my green card so I worked at the most random like interior shades and like windows these, you know, like window stuff for installing for houses. I don't even know how to explain it <laughs> at a warehouse, but that was my first job. So, um, I, I just want to ask you real quick, like today, are you a citizen or I'm a, so I'm still a green card holder, but I already have the, I mean, it's been a crazy long process and I am currently just waiting for my interview with the immigration office so I can get my citizenship. So that should be here within the next month or two. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to forewarn you. Tyler may propose by the end of this episode. Uh, <laughs> I don't mind it. It's just, you know, if you want to fast track, you know, just fast ta track. Tyler's your man, you know, <laughs> All right. you gotta... <laughs> is there, do you have to prepare for a test or is it just an interview? Yeah. It's a um, hundred questions Jesus. and there's a, yeah, it's a possibility of just 10 questions. So it's any random 10 questions. Um, but because I did grow up in the, you know, in the U S education system, it's a lot of government class questions that I kind of already know the answer to. Um, so just a little bit of memorization for the things that I did not get correct in my government class. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
so so that was your first job i mean that was that was you getting a taste of the real world how about when you started building your own brand i mean what were some of your own businesses what were your first businesses that you were to come up with so you know besides my dad's inspiration one of the things that i did as far as like for work i actually worked for um, a sales company and by far this job taught me almost everything that i needed to know about sales it was door to door, not residential, but door to door in businesses. So I would literally hustle and sell these little makeup bags for $20 to businesses and, you know, people at fast food restaurants. I mean, I was going up to every single person and this business, basically you learn the sales, you teach other people how to do it. You build this team of people. Then you learn like the ins and outs of running your own location. And once you're ready, they put you into your own location. So you're literally learning business 101 from beginning to end. Um, and that's how I just kind of really expanded my entrepreneurial mind. Did, was, uh, did any, I'm just curious, did any one particular business jump more at the makeup bags than the other? No. And that's what was crazy because what we were really doing is just teaching you how to have really good people skills and social skills. I could literally sell makeup to a guy. I could sell makeup to a woman that doesn't wear makeup. There was, and it was 20 bucks, you know, like if you have a personable, uh, you know, persona about you, people like you, they're going to buy from you. So I just made it very friendly and people were like, well, this chick is cool. Like, let me just give her 20 bucks. (laughs) (laughs) So, so I, I have to ask also, and don't be offended by this question. I mean, how do you have the balls just to do something like that? Just take, take a, I mean, you're kind of, I don't want to say trespassing, but you're going into, into like you said, a McDonald's and trying to sell something to the person working there. Right. Right. Yeah. hundred percent. We're trespassing. We're soliciting. We're doing all these probably not very legal things. Absolutely. Um, I think the more I started, I mean, I'm not going to say I did amazing my first day. I honestly can't remember, but I'm pretty sure like the better I got at it, the more, like the less the fear kind of stopped me from going into places or, talking to certain people at the end of the day, everyone's a human. Also, the worst thing they could say is no, you know, I've been told like F off, get out of here. And all right, sir, effing off, you know, have a great day. You know, there's there's not much you can do besides no worries and just kind of drop that no and that negativity and just kind of move on to the next person. Have you been thrown out of places though? Yeah. I mean, not like with my hands behind my back or, you know, nothing crazy, but but definitely been like, ma'am, you got to go. You got to get out of here. Oh, absolutely. Countless, countless places. (laughs) <laughs> all right and then and then from where from that where was your next step so I actually opened up my own location with that um and I was running my own location for about three four years I got tired of it because I'm managing like adult children you know every day Monday through Saturday long hours and like these kids don't even like it was just a lot so I did that until 2016 and then actually my dad um taught me his business. And then I kind of built my own clientele with his business and he does wholesale food distribution. So we distribute food to restaurants and catering companies and stuff like that. So, Mm. so that's, that's actually what, when I started the episode and I said, you have, you have your hand in so many things, you wear so many different hats. So we talk about, you were doing uh, window finishes and curtains and things like that jumped into selling makeup business to business, jumped into food, wholesale distribution I mean, that's absolutely wild. So, so how did it go for you and how maybe is it still going for you doing the food distribution? Yeah. So because the hours are um, pretty early, you know, I'm, I'm, I work at like four in the morning until like maybe eight or nine, I do have uh, some employees. So I'm able to use them, you know, for the rest of the, the deliveries and everything. So I like to maximize my time and just really try to do as much as I can in an hour in a day. I mean, you know, we have 24 hours, like, what are you doing with it? So, um, I decided I wanted to do something else. So I started a spray tanning business. So I do spray tanning, teeth whitening and tooth gems. (laughs) (laughs) I I jumped into the beauty industry, which I absolutely love because I mean, I didn't even like to spray tan when I started and now I'm obsessed with spray tans, but it's even more than that. There's just so many avenues that you can add to your one business. You know, I'm thinking of adding body sculpting and just all these things. I mean, the beauty industry is just insane and it's, it's expensive. People love to look good. So I'm really, really enjoying this. So when you look at something as a potential to get into, because again, this episode is, I want to be a hustler and you're the biggest hustler I know. So when you're looking at something like spray tan and then saying, uh, uh, teeth gems, right. 
Yeah, tooth gems, yeah. Tooth gems, and then teeth whining. What are you looking for? Well, what do you mean, what am I looking for? How, how do you know what the next move is going to be? How do you know Got where it. to take it? <laughs> um, I kind of just, um, I don't, you know, it's a great question. I feel like I'm very big on taking risks. I feel like the higher the risk, the higher the reward. And a lot of times, especially in, you know, in these cases, it's worked out for me. So I always give something a shot. And if it, you know, like I, I think I saw one of my mentor actually in the spray tanning business, she posted about a certification for spray tanning. And I'm like, well, why not just try it? You have extra free time. So I took her course and, you know, I, I did end up loving it. If it, if I didn't love it, like, it's fine. You know, I probably would have gotten my money back that I invested and then yeah. just tried something else. That's, that's so fucking ballsy. And I, I, I'm, I'm trying not to say balls too many times, but like, bro, dude, you, you have like a fucking pair of balls on you, man. Like I'm telling you, it's, it's really, really inspiring. I'm telling you, Thank there's, you. there's days and I'm telling you just as, just as a friend, as a person to person, there's days where I'm like, man, I'm tired. And then I think about people like you and I'm like, you know what? Like if you stop sit, being a little bitch, yeah, right. Stop being a little bitch. Like if you sit, other people are, are not sitting with you. Other people are going to continue walking and you fall further and further behind. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. And and you're one of those people that just gives inspiration to everyone that you meet. I think that's really awesome of you. That's so sweet. Thank you so much. That means the world to me. Of course, of course. That's just the order that you're giving out to people. I'm just letting you know, because a lot of times people don't stop and appreciate, you know, the size of, of their growth. So that's just, I want to tell you, looking from the side, that's what it looks like. That's great. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, we definitely don't take a, a, a second to kind of just look back. And like you said, just realize how far we've come. A lot of times, you know, we're so hard on ourselves. So it yeah. is always good to take that second to just, hey, look where I am as opposed to where I was a year ago or even a week ago. Yeah, right. So um, I want to ask you a question about your approach and and just, you know, your strategies for taking over the world. So like you said, you think big risk, big reward. But what about all the people that say I'm waiting for the right moment or things like that? How do you talk someone off that ledge? Um, I mean, I, I feel like this is a, such a common answer to that. There's no such thing as the right moment, you know, if not now, then when, um, you know, my, the thing about me is like, if I want to do something, I'm very big on like, I'm just going to go out and do it. I'm impulsive and <laughs> it doesn't always work in my favor, um, <laughs> but it has in, you know, businesses um, and it just comes with that determination and that will to not want to, to fail. And also looking at failures as, you know, more so learning opportunities than as an actual failure in itself. Um, so if something doesn't work, all right, cool, move on. Like I don't hold emotions to like a failed project. I just take what I've learned from that and bring it into the next project that I'm thinking of jumping into. Okay. How, how do you best maximize your time? Because again, like you said, there are only 24 hours in the day and everyone's like, how does, how does Tina do it? How does Tyler do so much in one day? So how do people really maximize their time? I don't know. <laughs> this is the best advice ever. My boyfriend would probably really be laughing at me right now, but I'm um, the nap queen and I love to take naps. <laughs> um, so <laughs> when half of my day is done and I've done you know, my food business and a couple spray tans here. If I feel like my body just needs a rest, I will take a 20, 30 minute nap, get back up and kind of go through it. Cause I'd rather have a focused brain, you know, going into the next task at hand. Right. That's, <laughs> that's, that's helpful. <laughs> take a nap, everyone. <laughs> Toddlers again. Yeah. Right. Well, I was, I was a question I was going to ask later on was like, how do you get like any form of like relaxation? So that kind of answers that. Yeah. My naps are definitely super, I'm not super important. I can make do without them, but they are very helpful when I do have a very, very hectic day and it doesn't have to be some crazy three, four hour nap, just a quick 20 minute refresher is all I need. How That's, the hell do you nap for 20 minutes? That, that was my impossible. question. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, uh, I don't even, honestly, it's just, my brain is just like, I think it just knows it needs a second to reset and turn off. And um, I turn my phone completely off and I set an alarm for 20 minutes. If I need a 15 minute nap, I'll do 16 minutes. Cause then I can, you know, pass out in one minute and then get that full 15 <laughs> minutes. There's like, there's strategies to it sometimes, <laughs> yeah, this but is way it's, too it's, stressful. <laughs> it can you, be you, you know something that I, I admire about you and I think a lot of people um I think this is a trait of successful people is you have discipline yes you have a ton of discipline and I didn't ask you if it's okay to say it but I'm gonna say it anyway and hope that you don't get mad <laughs> it's better to what is it it's better to ask uh, for forgiveness than permission <laughs> exactly exactly that's a, that's a great statement so you recently just knocked out uh you crushed this uh this really weird diet 
So, oh, so the, it's not, okay, it's not a diet. It's a challenge. This challenge, um, sorry, yes, sorry. Yes, yes, I challenge. wanted to ask if you, can, if you can tell everyone what that is, just so they can understand how, how disciplined <laughs> of a person, you know, it takes to do these kinds of things. Yeah, so it's called the 75 Hard Challenge. Um, it's by Andy Frisella. And basically it is two workouts a day. One has to be outdoors. They have to be a minimum of 45 minutes. Um, you have to follow a meal plan, not anything specific that he writes out for you, just a, a meal plan for your body goals. Um, you have to drink a gallon of water. You have to take a progress picture every day and then read 10 pages of a entrepreneurial or self-health health book. Um, yeah. And I just finished that on Saturday, this past Saturday. And it was, I mean, I was already pretty in shape. I do like to go to the gym. This was definitely something I had to like the discipline for this, the, Oh, I got I don't want to get up and do a second workout. Like, the, I don't want to finish drinking this water. It makes me pee 80 times a day. Like it was very, it was very hard. I'm not going to lie. Obviously it's called 75 hard, but yeah. I, what I learned is like, it's one of those things where it kind of just like, like everything in business and in life, you know, if you need to do something, you have to get it done no matter what, no matter what circumstances, no matter if it's raining, snowing, sunny, whatever, what you need to do needs to be done. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. It's, it's true, man. It's true. You know, I worked, I worked construction up for a little bit and um, there was something we were doing on the roof where you had to stick your hand up into like the, the awning, the overhang of the house. And you had to reach through and grab a, a cable. And I was reaching in and grabbing it. And there was chicken wire inside of there. And every time I would reach in, when you pull out uh, your hand gets cut up by the wire. And I did it like five, six, seven times. And I'm like, my arm's completely covered in blood. And every time it's, it's more and more painful because more of you is bleeding. Yeah. And I, I told the guy next to me, I'm like, dude, what are we going to do? He, he moved me and he did it. And I'm like, you know, how do you, how do you do it? He's like, because I have to, it has right. to get done. Someone has to fucking do it. So, you know, that's, that's what it is. And, you know, I learned a lot from that. Absolutely. At the end of the day, you need to do what needs to be done. Like it just it has to be done. If not, if you're not going to do it, somebody else will. Oops, sorry. Just dropped something. <laughs> <laughs> just fidgeting over here. It's just what I do. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, I, I mean, at the end of the day, yeah, you just, it needs to be done. Absolutely. Yeah. Don't let Tyler make you nervous. I mean, really, just take, take a second and breathe. He's, he's, he's has that effect on a lot of people. I'm always talking much faster than I want to in real life. You know, when Tyler's around, I'm trying to impress him, you know, it's, Gets you nervous. yeah, you know, um, so just that entrepreneurial mindset, um, what are some things that you see people doing wrong and, and maybe even self-sabotaging when they're starting up their business or when people come to you with advice or, or for advice, I'm sorry. Um, I think one of, there's two things. Um, the one thing is people try to put themselves into too many different situations and try to spread themselves out too thin, too many opportunities. I mean, there's so many ways to make money and be an entrepreneur and be a business owner these days. And so people end up trying to choose so many different things instead of just kind of honing in on one. Um, I firmly believe it's so much better to put hundred percent of in one thing than it is to put 30% of effort into five, six, seven different things. Um, so I really just believe if you, if you have, you know, five different opportunities, maybe start with one, give it a year, give it some time, see how it goes. And then, you know, move on to the next one if it doesn't, or if it does, you know, make it so it's a well-oiled machine that runs on its own and then move on to the next one. Yeah. But people spread themselves way too thin sometimes. And then it's exhausting. It's exhausting. Yeah. And, you're, and you're not seeing results at some point. Yeah. Is that what you see? Like, is that what you think to yourself? Like, if you have like a bunch of different ideas, just, you know, maybe pick the best one and go for a year. Is that like the time duration you think would be best? Yeah. So I'm very competitive with myself and I mean, I, and it's something I'm working on. So if, if something of mine isn't taken off in like three months, I'm like, ah, next thing. So I'm trying to learn <laughs> to be a little patient with myself where I do give it more than three months. I mean, three months is not enough time for, it takes five years for a business to even turn a profit. So, you know, why am I looking at three, three months for a, you know, possible time frame of five years, but I wouldn't say five years, but, you know, definitely give yourself some time to learn, to fail, to mess up, to, you know, and try again and try again before you completely let it go and move on to the next thing. Do, do you right. get sentimental though with your ideas? Are you like, I can't let this fail because I thought of it and there's no way this could fail because I put so much money, time, effort, blood, sweat, tears into it. Do you get sentimental? Um, some things, yes and no. I mean, like for the spray tanning company, I'm super obsessed with it right now. Um, I'm actually making a move across the country 
in August. And, um, you know, with my boyfriend and him and I have been talking about how we're going to blow this up and it's gotten me so excited. So there's a little bit of emotion, you know, mixed in with the spray tanning, um, business. So, yeah, I mean, if you love something, then you should do it for free, but do it so well that you get paid for it. You know, (laughs) I like that. I like that. Yeah. Um, so you are doing spray tanning, you are doing teeth whitening, you are doing tooth gems, you are doing, uh, <laughs> the list goes on and on and on. What is, what does a five-year plan look like for a person like you that has a million hats on? So I, it's crazy. And you know, I used to tell myself that I want to be retired by the time I'm 35. Okay. Um, I'm pushing 32. So I'm almost getting there. And, you know, by retired, it means like just being able to be financially free, taking a vacation whenever I choose to. Um, so that's kind of what my plan is in five years is to have these businesses set up to where they're making money on their own. I only have to pop in here and there, you know, occasionally, and then, you know, go with my husband to take the kids to, you know, Italy for the weekend or for the week, I guess. Um, so that's kind of where I see myself in five years, maybe sooner. Like I said, before 35, I want to be retired. Okay. Um, I, I want to take just a small tangent. I just want to make a, a small left turn real quick, and then we'll get right back to the line. Um, I think I follow you on Instagram. Uh, is it okay if we say your Instagram handle? Yeah, of course. So I follow you at Killa Tina, K-I-L-L-U-H-T-I-N-A. There's like a whole Hawaiian meaning to that name. <laughs> Killa Tina. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I do follow you. We're going to give that handle away again in the end for everyone that's like waiting on that. Um, I do follow you. And... I swear I'm not stalking, you know, you're just like one of the people I follow. <laughs> it was a few months back. I, I, I read the tone as you were upset, but you know, I'm going to let you, you answer it how you want to answer it. You said that people are very quick to see the, the, the success and the wins, but they don't see the work behind it. So a lot of people, I guess, maybe were saying that you're so lucky and you were taking offense to that. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I've had so many people tell me that I'm lucky. Oh my gosh. You're so lucky this. You're so lucky that. And I, I hate that. I don't hate, I mean, yeah, I very much strongly dislike it because I've just put myself in a position to every opportunity that's brought to me. I take it on. And the problem with opportunities is that they're never lost. There will always be opportunities. They're just passed on to the next person. So I've been blessed to have the open mind to take on opportunities as they come in front of me. Um, and the, it's almost like, you know, the harder I work, the luckier I get, like, that's kind of the, you know, that's kind of the equation there. Yeah. The harder you work, the luckier you get. And that's what people don't see is how much hard work goes into being lucky. Yeah. So, so people that maybe would see at Killatina um, on Instagram and see, you know, the trip, the flight, the drink, the, this, the, that, the other, the dancing, the party, they, they don't know that, that in reality, you're fucking taking 20 minute naps between, (laughs) between just running from A to B to C to D to E, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, and we only show a small percentage of our life on social media and I'm making it a point to not even show too much of my life because no one gives a shit. And sometimes, you know, outside energy can throw off, you know, whatever your plans are now. So I'm focusing on not even doing that anymore, you know? Got it. (laughs) Got it. All right, cool. I just wanted to bring that up because a lot of people, it's, it's become a thing where people are living through Instagram and seeing other people and are like, Oh, fucking, Oh, Tina's doing it. I could do it too. Like, you know, they, they just think that it's handed to people and you're saying it's absolutely not fucking handed to people. Absolutely. Well, for example, take, take, for example, the 75 hard challenge, you know, a, a few weeks in, I was hanging out with a lot of my girlfriends and, you know, they're my drinking girls. We like to go out and, dr- and get drunk. Obviously I can't have alcohol for this challenge, which was very difficult for me. Um, and they're asking me like, Oh my God, like, how did you do it? You look amazing. And it's been so little time. I'm like, well, I cut out alcohol. I've been working out twice a week or twice a day and my meal plans. And they're like, Oh, alcohol, no way. Like, absolutely not. And I'm like, see, you're, you guys aren't even willing to just sacrifice one thing for a temporary amount of time for like permanent results for permanent pleasure. So it's just that different mindset where I am willing to work hard, you know, behind closed doors just to flaunt it later, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I I've said this before on our, on our podcast, but I don't think you know this. I, I one time lost 60 pounds in like two months. That's amazing. So <laughs> it was like the most unhealthy thing ever. By oh, no, no, no. So I, ate, uh, uh, um, two bean burritos from Taco Bell. And then at home I would have a rice cake with peanut butter. Oh my gosh. 
And I had that every day for those two months. And I went from 220 pounds to, I got to like 180. I was in the one seventies also. Are you eating better now? Yeah. Yeah. That's why I'm still alive. Cause I don't eat like that anymore, but, but it's like you say, and, and this is, and that's an extreme and 75 hard is, is, is 75 hard, but I tell people, and maybe, you know, I'm hoping that you'll uh, back me up on this. Anything you do works. Anything you absolutely do will absolutely work. The only thing yeah. that doesn't work is not doing shit and complaining about it. Absolutely. A hundred percent. Cause even if you're doing something that maybe isn't the right way to do something, at least you're doing something. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I tell people, I'm like, you know what, dude, you know what helps a lot? Just watch what you eat. Just, you know, get a medium instead of a large, that shit will work. You will lose weight. It's crazy. Yeah, Anything you absolutely. do works. Um, all right. Back to the line, back to the line. Uh, by the way, rice cakes and almond butter with a little bit of maple syrup. Those were my breakfast for these 75 hard days. Was it really? <laughs> oh my God. Wow. So bomb. You know, people talk shit about, about those rice cakes. Like my brother says that they're coasters. Um, <laughs> you can say what you want, but all I see it is as it's, it's just something that holds the peanut butter, the, any kind of butter on it. <clears throat> you can put Nutella on it. Like it's fucking, a plate. Yeah. It's a plate. Yeah. Rice cakes are awesome. <laughs> it's, man. it's an edible plate. <laughs> an edible plate. Yeah. Rice cakes are bomb. Uh, Tyler, have you ever had a rice cake? I've had them every time I had the stomach flu, my mother would give me rice cake. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds about right. That yeah. makes a lot of sense. <laughs> so, so we talked about your five-year plan. Uh, what about your 10-year plan? What is, what is Kilatina look like in 10 years from today? Oh my goodness. 10, 10 years from now, I would love to be living on another, in another country on an Island, maybe the Island that I own. <laughs> right on. <laughs> Definitely. I mean, you know, I, like I've mentioned, I do want kids. So anything that involves just seeing my kids grow up 10 years, it sounds like so far away, but life is just, it, it goes zooming by, it does. Um, but enjoying my, my family life, still retired, not having to work, not having to worry about, you know, a dollar, anything, just no worries. Okay. The rate you're going is you'll be going to space with Jeff Bezos and your family by the end yeah. of 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> He'll be riding on your rocket. Yeah. That, yeah. Would be, that would be dope. That would be very cool. Hey, Jeff, Jeff hit me up. Let's, let's talk. <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to talk a little, a, a little bit about your successes and if you have any, your failures, um, because you have done so much and because you are a risk taker, I'm sure, I'm sure there's been times where you're, you know, you put your heart and soul into something and it just didn't go maybe as well as you wanted. And you said it's not worth to continue. Um, do you have any stories like that? Um, I mean, I guess when it came to like the sales company, it's not that I had many failures. I just didn't want, I mean, yeah, I, I just, I actually just lost my heart for doing it. And I think that's a big thing when it comes to doing something, especially when you've been doing something for so long, you know, we lose that passion, we lose that fire. It is our job to find it, to respark it. And then, you know, when, if it's really gone and we can't find it again, then there's no point in staying around. And, you know, it's like when people get sick of their nine to five, but they're miserable and they stay there anyway, you know? So I try not to stick around too long when something is draining me emotionally um, and just find the next thing that excites me. Okay. That, that's fair. Um, so what kind of things do you, did you learn from just falling out of love with something? I mean, and again, it goes back to sentiment maybe, or things like that. How do people know when it's time to let go? How do people know when it's okay to say, you know what, let me, let me just try something else. It doesn't mean that I fell. I feel like, I mean, everyone obviously had, they have their, their own breaking point, their own kind of level where they get to, where they're like, I'm sick of this shit. Like it's time for a change. Um, you know, everyone's threshold is very different when it comes to that. Um, I think because when I do something and I sound so cocky, but I can do something and just become very good at it very fast. Um, and it's because of my determination and motivation. But, um, so I can, you know, if I, and I get bored easily. So if I get bored easily, I'll jump into something right away. Um, and just kind of, yeah. And just jump right into something right away before I get to that point where I'm like, I'm so sick of this. Um, but it does, you know, everyone has a moment where they just feel like uh, there's nowhere else. It's almost like a rock bottom, I guess you can say, but in a non-substance abuse kind of way, <laughs> you know? it's where you, you just, you're sick of it. You're sick and tired of being sick and tired. And you're like, I need to change. The sooner you can get to that point, you know, the faster it is to jump into something else and be successful at it. Okay. Um, do you think it's, it's good or bad to have a team? when you're trying oh. to build something. 
amazing. I think it's great. I've done a lot of stuff, you know, on my, uh, like on my own ish, you know? Um, and you know, you, I, I'm good at it. I know how to work well by myself. I, I'm not very good at delegating, so I'm working on that. But, um, you know, now I have this supportive partner and him and I have these huge plans and just t- even just talking about our plans together, it gets me so excited that now I'm doing it with someone that I'm going to get to go further because, you know, there's that one saying where together you can go further, whatever, like by yourself, you can go far together. You can go further, something like that. Um, so it's exciting knowing that him and I have that same mindset of just wanting to build an empire and that generational wealth. So I think work in, that's a great team right there. A partner who understands your same mindset is amazing. So I definitely think working in teams is great at the gym. You know, my cousin and I work out at the gym every day together and we push each other and we motivate each other. So it's all little things we're having someone by your, by your side is very helpful. Yeah, I can see I can see how that would be. And and you absolutely don't want yes men around you all the time that, you know, because not every idea is the best idea. So what kind of people are ideal to surround yourself with? Um, that's what, yeah, that's actually true. Yes, men are. I mean, I doesn't like to hear the word. Yes, obviously. Right. No one likes to be told that their idea is wrong or bad or shitty. But, you know, it's definitely good to have someone more than anything that just holds you accountable. Like, hey, you know, you were supposed to get this, this and this done, but you didn't do this, this and this. Like, we got to get shit done. Or like, hey, you have three more reps, you fit, you know, you stopped, like you got to get them in. Um, just someone who can check you and definitely hold, hold you accountable. That's and, and that's, you know, for each other, make sure you're holding each other accountable. You have to get something done. You have to do it. Yeah. So you're, so you're saying the very best people are the people that are, are hold you accountable and just call you out on your bullshit. Like, you know, they don't let you slip. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. Right on. Um, this is a big question. Uh, a lot of people, a lot of people choke up when we ask this, but what, what can you tell us is some of the best advice that you've ever received? You don't have to name names and be like, oh, Eric, that one time you saved my life. You know, like, we, you know, I'm not doing it for the credit. When did you save her life? <laughs> uh, that, it, there was that one time, yeah. Tyler. That one time, oh. yeah, that one time. Yeah. <laughs> that was oh, that one time. Thank yeah. you. I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think the best advice I've ever been given is just let shit go. Okay. Let shit go. And that's so vague and so broad, but like it can be for everything, you know, like that guy that didn't put their turn signal on in front of you, Eric knows how much I fucking hate that. <laughs> Let it go. You know, like the, just every little thing that you, <laughs> ah, you, Eric, can, that's you. <laughs> you can literally just apply that to absolutely everything, you know, Oh, this idea didn't work, whatever. Let it go. Move on. Like sometimes we hold on to these things and holding on is worse than letting things go. Sometimes, you know, shitty relationships, or shitty partnerships, um, shitty ideas, you know, just sometimes we just need to let shit go. That's awesome. That's awesome. And, and, and it's, I hate to say it and I don't mean to be rude. That's one of those things that's easier said than done. I, I at least for me, <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. I, I swear, I swear. And even you, you're like, yeah, that guy that didn't turn, you you know, use the turn signal. You should have seen the rant she gave Tyler. It was like six, seven stories. <laughs> and I'm like, how does a person have so much to fucking say? Like she gave a, a lecture, dude. Like she could have given a, a speech to the United Nations about this guy's turn signal. She's a public speaker. I'd love to hear it. That's a great yeah, topic. It was, it was great. Honestly, it was a really good video. That was great. <laughs> I was like, wait, there, wait, are all of these going to be about the, sure enough, dude, six, seven of them, like, and Hell when you yeah. don't use your turn signal, you're not just a bad person. I'm like, fuck, yeah. man. <laughs> um, please tell me you had the shitty CGI little, like, animation thing to just, to show, like, collisions, like they do in court and shit. Oh my gosh. No, no. I actually was, what I did is I faced the camera to my steering wheel and I was like, Oh my God, you guys, there's this crazy new invention on the fucking car. Yep, yep. It lets you know where to go right or left. So no one fucking hits you from behind or some shit like that. <laughs> it was good. It was good times. For the bad drivers and the elderly. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> I've, see, I've gotten better at it. So like I've let shit go because sometimes I'm like, okay, this idiot's just probably some old person. And then lo and behold, it is an old person that just doesn't know what they're doing. So yes, I've gotten it. better letting it go. Yeah. They had their left turn signal on for three miles already. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's funny when you're young, you never use it. And when you're old, you're stuck on it. Yeah. You know, yeah. Right. Forget it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so how about advice that you give to others? I, I mean, I know let shit go is the, the mantra you live by, but what do you tell you know, the next, the next Tina that comes up to you and says, dude, what do, what do you have for me? Um, I think this is another easier said than done thing, but just do it. Like, first of all, don't give a shit what people think or what people say, because people are always going to have their opinions. 
Um, but also to let go of that fear because fear is that number one thing that holds us back from doing everything and anything, you know, fear of failure, fear of success, fear of, uh, uh, fear of responsibility, fear of just everything. And, um, once you're able to kind of just let go of that fear, you realize how powerful you are and how much you can achieve if you really put your mind to it. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. It's true. And, and the big takeaway I think people should take from this also is, uh, they say, watch who you take advice from. Yeah. So, so, so Tina is, you know, she's, she's an entrepreneur. She's doing a million and one things. You've, you've all been hearing it for, you know, you know, the entirety of the episode so far. So you need to watch you take advice from all your friends that have like $5 to their name and giving you fucking stock tips. Like, you know, watch who you're listening, you know, to advice from. Absolutely. Yeah. Because everyone's an expert, right? Everyone fucking knows. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I remember one time when I, when I was selling makeup, actually, yeah, I was selling makeup in the streets and I was on like Beverly Boulevard in La- yeah, or some, some street like that in Beverly Hills. And like I was outside of a Trader Joe's and we're, t- we're supposed to teach our trainees to speak to every single person and not to judge a person because you have no idea who has 20 bucks. Yeah. So I was talking to this lady who was like a bum, you know, very sweet lady bum. And she was like, you know what? You should listen to this or you should read this book by, you know, so-and-so it's about how to become a millionaire. And I was like, okay, like you're literally, <laughs> you know, picking, picking trash from the floor. The irony and then, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but then she literally said, I know, who are you to listen to me? I'm a damn bum. And I was like, that's hilarious <laughs> because it's true. Like, who are you taking advice from? I never, yeah. you know, looked into that book, but it is true. Like make sure that, you know, the people that you're getting your information from are credible people who know what the hell they're doing. Yeah. And not using the book they're recommending as a pillow. You see? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so speaking of books, um, uh, in, in, as part of your 75 hard challenge, you said that you were reading every day. Um, can you give just a few books that, that really were impactful books that you think young entrepreneurs should, should read, should know, should look into? Yeah. Um, Atomic Habits. Amazing. I can't tell you the author because okay. I forgot. <laughs> what is it? Atomic Habits? Atomic Habits. I mean, it is just, it's perfectly written and it's, it just, it's simple to where you make these little, like if you just get 1% better a day, you end up becoming like 37% better in a year, um, which is better than not getting better at all. Um, so he talks about all these little, how to change yourself into making, you know, these da- daily habits. And there's that one saying where it's like, it takes like 21 days to build a habit. Like, no, it doesn't. It takes longer than that. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> that's bullshit. But that was a, an amazing book. Um, the Artles, no, the subtle art of not, or how to unfuck yourself, something like that. How to unfuck yourself. Or the, that was the like three different art. titles in one. I know, I know. I think it's the subtle art of not giving a fuck. The subtle art of not giving a fuck. That one's by Mark Manson. And that one was amazing. Um, yeah. And then that one is honestly, Eric, it's like, like you would love it because it's, it has like your personality in it. This guy's throwing fucks left and right. I probably counted like a hundred in the first chapter <laughs> and it makes it so fun to read. You know, it's like relatable, especially if you're, you know, a potty mouth like I am. So it's really fun to read um, and follow along with it makes it once again, very easy. And it's honestly, the, the reason it was so good is because it, it's like the opposite of advice as, as what you would think should be given as advice. Like the first chapter is called don't try. Like what? Don't try. Like, <laughs> <laughs> just simplified. Done. Yeah. Right. Exactly. That's what I'm doing right now. Um, and then what, I, I mean, I've read, I read like six. The other one is the mountain is you by Brianna West. And that one was just kind of how to not self-sabotage. So that was a good one too. That's important. Yeah, Absolutely. That's important. Um, something, something about don't try. Uh, when I was younger, I, I, I hope this place still exists. There was a company called demotivators and it had like demotivational posters. Like, um, the one I bought actually and gave it to a friend, it was, uh, the inside of a clock and it was a bunch of gears. And the quote said, remember, just because you're necessary doesn't mean you're important. Oh, so it, yeah, wow. it was a bunch of demotivators. So I, that's like, what was that? I, I want to write that one down. What yeah, that's that <laughs> just because you're necessary doesn't mean you're important. That's great. I'll get, I'll get banner you, made of that. I'll get you one of those. Tyler. I'll get that for your desk at work. You know, that's good. Yeah, that's going up at work first thing tomorrow. <laughs> I love that. So were, were there any other books? Um, and real quick, Unfuck Yourself is is a book. I don't know if it was really on your list or not, but Unfuck Yourself is a book by Gary John Bishop. 
Okay. Yeah. So Unfuck Yourself is another book that I have that I haven't gotten to reading yet because I'm finishing another one, but there's two books with the fuck word in it. And I know it's Unfuck Yourself is one of them. And I really think it's the subtle art of not giving a fuck. I'm pretty sure that's what it is. That is a book as well. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that's the one by Mark Manson is the one yes. that I'm talking about. Okay. Yes. That's great. It's amazing. So were those, were the, was, was that it or were there any more of the books? Um, so just a book that has nothing to do with what I, um, what I read during my challenge. This is a book that I've read I, probably a million times. It's called Who Moved My Cheese? And it's just this little tiny book. It's by, uh, I have it there too. Now you think I'd know who it's by if I have who it there. Who Moved My Cheese? Who Moved My Cheese, yeah. And you read it. Spencer it, Johnson. Spencer Johnson, yeah. Um, you read it in like, give or take an hour or two, maybe three if you're a slow reader. But you learn something new from it every day. And it's just a very simple book about a cheese being moved and these four different mice trying to find the new cheese. And it sounds weird, but it just it's about adapting to change and how the different ways of adapting to change are what are going to get you different results, basically. Uh, That's powerful message. Yeah. Yeah, that's powerful. Um, I want to ask you real quick. There there's uh, a. Oh, she went on mute real quick, so no problem. Um, Oops, Tyler, sorry. No problem. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I, was about I didn't to know do I a, did that. <laughs> I was about to do a single one with Tyler. Um, I want to ask you real quick, uh, and this isn't this isn't just you know something I had lined up, but it's just something as as we speak that I was thinking of. So a lot of people give up on themselves, and it's it's really really sad to see. And you're someone that's very motivated and driven, but I'm sure even you have those days where you're like, "Fuck, man!" And just you know, just the light turns off, a, you know, on top of the light bulb on top of your head just goes out. Um, how, how do you pick yourself up? How do you, how do you get out of like that darkness, that, that, that sadness, that maybe doubt that you have, what do you do? What tricks do you have? Um, I feel like the more and more I've gone on my like journey of being an entrepreneur, the more I've learned to listen to myself and listen to my body and my brain. And, you know, sometimes we do just need to reset, um, you know, take a bath, relax, like do something to kind of get you out of your head. Like we all have our breaking points sometimes where we're overworking ourselves. So I definitely think it's important to listen to your body and take a break when you need to physically and mentally. Um, so yeah, I think that's important. I think it's important to get that in there always. Good, good. That's good. Um, which actually leads into the next thing that I have. Uh, the next question I have for you is habits, just the best and the worst habits. What habits do you hope no one ever has and what habits are going to take you all the way there? Um, my worst habit is, impa- is just being impatient, 100%. Like, and that goes for anything and everything. <laughs> I'm working so hard on just breathing and <laughs> letting things be sometimes. But, um, it, you know, my impatience to just want something to be perfect right away, you know, that, that's not, it's okay to have something not be perfect. Um, but it's also good to be patiently impatient. So it's kind of like a catch 22 where you have to be impatient, but you have to be patient. Um, so that's probably the worst is just being impatient. My best habit. Um, I think it would be making my bed in the morning. Um, and that sounds so trivial, so small, but it just, it kind of just sets your day up. You know, you make your bed in the morning and you're like, not only do you come home to a nicely made bed, but it just kind of makes you to continue that like chain of good habits as you continue your day. If that makes mm. sense. It does. Your productivity yeah. just yeah. constant. Absolutely. Yeah. That's actually really important. Um, this is, this is the funner side of things. I want to ask you, do you have any funny stories that you can share with us? Just business related, just, just growth related, anything like that, 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 you know, just the, how, how do they say Tyler? Like the bar stories. Yeah. Uh, Dang, I can't think of any on the top of my head. I mean, I'm full of just clumsy stories. I physically cl- clumsy, you know, where I just like trip in front of people all the time. Very clumsy person. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah. Oh, I mean, I can tell you when I was accept, I got a promotion, and I like I said, I tripped. I had a promotion going to an account manager. It was me and another guy who also got promoted. His name is Brian Hunter. He also opened up an office, which is pretty cool. So shout out to Brian. Um, but we both went up there and I wasn't good at public speaking at this point. Cause this was my first time and he's going up there, you know, giving his acceptance speech. We have like a room of 30 people and he was doing a great job. And then I go up there and I literally do trip in my, cause I had these, like, I was only 21 when I started this business. So I would have those like 
club heels that are not professional, <laughs> like platform, colorful. Like six inch heels? Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. And I don't think I own any more of that. Well, I probably do here and there, but like I remember them being these salmon colored heels <laughs> with like gold sparkles. Oh my God, it was terrible. But God, yeah, I'm going up there. I tripped on my way up there. And then my ex- acceptance speech was just garbage. Like I, I, I made no sense. And I just spoke <laughs> in com- complete circles. Um, so I, I have since then worked on speaking and not falling, walking up to a podium. So that's, that's probably the most funniest thing I can think of. What, what, what advice do you give to people that have problems with public speaking? Because I, I ask that to anyone who is comfortable, comfortable with public speaking, because that's, yeah. that's for real. That's a fucking gift, man. Like so many people are afraid to publicly speak. Tyler, can you, can you speak publicly? Yeah, I'm one of those weird people that I, I don't have a problem publicly in front of a large room of people, but in a, a group of like five, three to 10 people, it's the hardest thing in the world. <laughs> That's uh, interesting. Most people are the other way, you know, they want to talk to their group, but you know, you put them in front of people and they just deer in headlights. No. So, so yeah. yeah, what trick do you have? What do you, what do you tell people about public speaking? Um, I mean, just know that you're going to F up and just remember that they're all humans too. At the end of the day, when we've stopped putting people at like a different level of like what we are, we're all human. We're all going to go under, you know, six feet under. So the more we can kind of teach our brains that we're all humans, we all, you know, eat shit, all that shit. We all do the same thing. The easier you kind of are able to get into your, get yourself into situations that are, you know, rather uncomfortable for other people. Um, I remember another funny story, I guess. Yeah. One time with that company that I was with, we were doing awards, giving out awards for like a Christmas party or something. And so I was up there with my partner and we were going back and forth, handing out awards. And then she went first and she's great at speaking. And then I went second and I wasn't great at speaking. And it was like person who's always on time or some shit like that. And I was like, great. So like, you know, this person's just always on time and like, they're never late because like, they're always on time. And like, I said the same thing. Like, <laughs> five different ways saying that she's like okay i got it from here and so she yeah, just like, go sit down <laughs> so like i mean in that i i could have like cared that i made a fool of myself but i probably would have made a bigger fool of myself if i stayed doing that yeah um but it's okay to like it's okay to mess up it's okay to i maybe even do that throw some jokes in there and be like all right guys this is my first time you know i'm kind of nervous um so that they know that you're a human too and that you're not any you're not superman up there speak speaking you know right <laughs> perfect and you see the bravery is i'm like hey dude would you be down to come on a podcast and she said i've never podcasted before so of course like who does that i mean what's yeah. <laughs> right yeah i marked this off my bucket list nice there you check go mark. <laughs> um you've this already question. made your bed today might as well yeah. be on a podcast yeah, exactly. yeah right yeah. there you go two for two man two for two yeah it's a good day um this is a wild card question, and this this really takes people by surprise. And I, I did tell you we're going to ask this one so you don't get blindsided. That's a mistake that we used to make. We would ask people this question. They'd just start crying. They'd be like, why would you ask a person that question? <laughs> so you can take this really any way you want. You can go philosophical. You could go any way you want to do it. Um, Tina, if you were guaranteed the right answer to any question, what would you ask? I thought about this one a lot. Um, and I almost like answered it for myself as well. <laughs> um, it's how productive think, she is, Tyler. Yeah. <laughs> Waste no time. Yeah. No Problem time. solved. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think it would, I honestly, you know, I have a brother who passed away and, um, we're going on like 10 years to uh, nine years. And I feel like my goal in life is always to make him proud. Um, and I'm always asking the universe and him, you know, if he's out there, you know, how, how am I doing? Am I doing Okay. Um, and we don't get like a yes or no answer, obviously, you know, he's gone. So I think that's the biggest thing that I would want to know is how am I doing as far as making you proud? Right on, right on. And we, and I appreciate you for being vulnerable and answering that. I, I, I didn't mean to, you know, get emotional. Like you should see some of the things that people answer, you know, it's (laughs) like all kinds of shit, you know, it is all over, you know, like Tyler always asks movie questions and I'm always like, you know, what's the lottery numbers tomorrow? You know, it's, you never know what you're going to get, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, um, I could have gone another question. And the one that I answered myself was like, will I be, you know, successful? I'm like, fuck yeah, I am. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you just look in the mirror like, bitch, you got this. Like, yeah. <laughs> fuck yeah. Let's take, take it on today. 
<laughs> so people that are looking to find you and stalk you online, um, where, where can they find you? Where, where, what are your handles? Are you on Twitter? Are you on, you know, how come you haven't accepted my friend request on MySpace? That's what a lot of people are probably wondering. How do we get on the top eight, you know? Top eight, I'm still, you know, it's a battle every day. People have to prove eight. themselves <laughs> to be on my top eight. Yeah, all right. Um, my Instagram is Killatina. It's K-I-L-L-U-H-T-I-N-A. Um, I've just kind of recently started doing a little bit more motivational stuff and I am going to start using it to kind of document my fitness journey, you know, my um, entrepreneur journey as well. So I'm going to start using that a little bit more um, to inspire. So I guess that'd be fun to check out if you guys follow me. And then if any of you men or women are looking for a spray tan or teeth whitening, um, my Instagram handle for that is bronzed, B-R-O-N-Z-E-D and A-N-D period I-C-I-C-Y. Bronzed and period I-C. Yes. Um, dude, what's it like spray tanning people? Is it weird? It's, fu- oh my gosh, that could have been my funny story. Do we have time for a funny story? Yeah, we have time yes. for a funny story. <laughs> Tyler, where are we okay. at with time, by the way? Well, we're about 50 minutes in. Oh, dude, you have time, man. You have time. Okay. And it's super quick. So obviously, you know, you think of spray tanning is just for women. Oh my God. I don't know why I didn't think of the story or it's only, it's typically for women. We do get spray tan more often, but I do have a lot of male clients as well. Um, and you know, when I was starting out, I had someone reach out to me, um, through, through text message because they can find me on Yelp. They didn't have a name or anything, but you know, this person starts asking, um, if they can spray tan for like a, uh, what do you call a uh, burning man type of event that's happening in, on the weekend. And I was super excited because I'm like, Oh, it's going to be some hot baddie chick that I can, you know, post content for. Cause you know, the women at burning man are like half naked. Right. So I'm like, she's going to be gorgeous, whatever. <laughs> and then they ended up canceling, which is fine. But then they did um, text me like a few weeks later asking if they could still do it. And then I was like, yeah, that's fine. No problem. So this person was like, okay, but, um, is it okay if I'm nude and I have no problem spray tanning women nude because you know, we don't like tan lines sometimes. Right. So I'm like, absolutely. Like, that's not a big deal. And once I had already said, yes, he's like, well, I'm a male. And oh, I'm like, shit. Oh, oh shit. Oh, <laughs> like, <interesting>. he, <laughs> plot twist. So he, yeah. Plot twist. It gets this sense even better, but he to- totally tricked me, like totally bamboozled me. And I'm like, well, fuck, I can't say no now because I already said yes. After that, I did put it in my consent forms. Like, no, you need to wear something, but you know, whatever. So I was, then I st- and I thought, thought back to the burning man thing. I'm like, okay, it's going to be some really cool, like flamboyant guy. That's kind of like a girl anyway. Like, it's not going to be awkward. Not a big deal. Right. <laughs> um, trying to just like make the best out of the situation. So then the day comes it's 830 in the morning in the winter and it's freezing. My studio is really cold. We don't have um, like central heating or anything. Uh-oh. I have to put like a little makeshift <laughs> heater Uh-oh. that goes in front of the spray tan vent. So he walks in. This is an older man. I'm like, I'm talking like 60s old man. <laughs> not, <laughs> oh, my God, man. Not flamboyant at all. And so tall. And I'm talking like six, <laughs> four and I'm five foot even like I'm short. And he is just tall as shit. And I'm like, oh my God, I had to get a stool. Um, and I, I am sure you guys have never been spray tanned, but the spray tan gun comes out freezing cold. So on top of the room already being cold, it's Perfect. freezing. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, the, the liquid tan- is cold. <laughs> yeah. Once it like squirts out of the gun, it's cold. Um, well, so that's why everyone always has that reaction. Like you see yeah. like, on a TV show. Got it. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. It's very cold spray. So right now in the summer, it's completely fine because we're hot as shit. Yeah. Um, but when it's hot, when it's freezing outside, yeah, I try to like make him comfortable with the heater and the heater wasn't doing much, but he was just freezing cold. And I have my stool trying to get up, you know, the top of his body and, you know, I have to start moving down to the bottom and he can't handle the cold. And so he like, is just like moving every 10 seconds. And his thing is just dingling, flinging in my face. And I'm like, Oh my God, like, please get me out of here. <laughs> oh my God. It's a yeah. me too nightmare. Jeez. It was, it was luckily he didn't give off any like creepy vibes but like after that i'm like no you gotta wear a gonzo a speedo or something but that yeah. nothing is hanging in my gonzo. face ever again rookie mistake never doing that again <laughs> so so if if you don't mind i'm just gonna ask you only because I, i'm not trying to be sexist uh, you know you you said it yourself this is this is a, a female uh dominated world this spray tanning thing <clears throat> How do you make spray tanning not scary for, for Tyler, for Eric, like the random Joe Schmo that's like, dude, isn't spray tanning for, for women? I mean, how do you, how do you sell that to a guy? 
So um, the way I've done it before, a lot of my guy friends like to have a little color before they go on vacation with their girls. Um, So mostly like the girlfriends have been like, babe, like come get a spray tan. Um, So I think the more and more it's just shown that it's okay. And the more I start putting it out there that it's okay for men, I think the easier it'll be for men to think that it's okay. If people like to work out men, if they like to work out, then they definitely want their muscles to show. And this really helps with muscle striation to show out. So I think it's just, it needs to be accepted a little more in general. Well, I mean, we live in California. It's like basically 80 degrees year round. So you can get a tan anytime you want, but you know, yeah. if I'm moving and skin to cancer, cold, right. hundred percent, which is exactly what I say. A hundred percent. Um, but you know, we are a little bit more blessed where we can get color year round here, but you know, if I'm going to a place where there's just like, you know, all snow half the year, you know, I'm definitely looking to target guys that are at the gym that like to work out and show off their muscles. Um, or just guys that don't like to be pale. You know, I don't, I don't like being pale. So I don't right. know. Do you guys, do you guys like being pale? Yeah. I mean, no, I don't know. I've been living in darkness for the last two years. Yeah. No right. Idea. Yeah. Tyler's in the cave. You can't see anything anyway. Yeah. So, so then you're fine. So can I ask yeah. you some, some spray question things that we would never get to ask? Sure. Absolutely. So how long does a spray tan last? So depending on how well you do your pre and post care, um, anywhere from like five to 10, even 14 days, if you really are really good at post care. So once you get pre a spray and tan, post, hang on, what's pre and yeah. post care? Pre, that, so pre care yeah. would be, you have to exfoliate your skin, shave everywhere you like, make sure you really exfoliate so that you're getting all your dead skin cells off. Um, you can't have any, um, like don't use dove soap, like specific soaps that leave residue on your skin won't hold the spray tan well. Um, and then I might, the prep that I do for spray tans is immaculate where I do a pH balancing spray that helps the tan, um, kind of fade evenly once it's fading and then it applies more flawless. I do a barrier cream, um, that helps the spray tan on the, like on the wrinkles and stuff of like your elbows and your knees. So it doesn't look overly sprayed. And then just my prep in general. And then post care would be to make sure you, um, wait as long as the, depending on the solution, wait, don't shower until the time you're allowed to shower and make sure you're moisturizing twice a day, like a very heavy moisturizer. It helps keep the solution into the skin. How, how long after you shower uh, a spray tan, can you shower? Can you jump into the pool? Can you get wet? So, so the first, the, there's a two, there's a rapid solution, which is one to three hours. So the, the longer you keep it on, um, in those one to three hours, the darker it'll be. So after that third hour, let's say you can do a water shower only where you go in the water and you just use your hands to kind of lather any extra bronzer. You're going to see like the most brownest shower ever, it's just <laughs> brown bronzer everywhere. And then after that water shower, you're able to put, um, lotions and deodorants. Now you can go about your regular day. You can even go to the gym. Um, preferably stay out of the pool as much as you can, just because obviously it's water, it will eventually rinse off. And then for the eight hours, it's the same thing. So after eight hours of the solution, you can do your water shower only. So if you go into the pool, let's say the next day, the day after, even if you get it done on a Friday and then Saturday, you're in Vegas in the pool. Are you doing that thing? Like when you pee in the pool and like, it's just green all around you, like, are you, are you making the water nice. brown? No, 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 you're not. Once um, you have your water shower rinsed off and the solution has actually developed for anywhere from 24 to 36 hours, there will be no more of it rinsing off. Like visibly, you won't, you have okay. to like, scrape it off for you to oh. actually see it. Perfect. So you're not leaving, you know, you're not leaving skin marks in the pool then. No, not at all. <laughs> that's a great question. Yeah, I, I'm sure. I don't know if you've gotten that one before, but these are things you know we've never done it. I mean, uh, it's 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 so foreign to me. So all those people that we see, especially those those women that we see that are like fucking Snooky and like Bob Barker orange, are those people that had a spray tan, or are those people that were in a tanning salon, that's, or what, how do you become like an Oompa Loompa? Oh, I definitely think it's just too many um, sprays. I don't like to do more than two or three coats. Um, I have one client who she actually sprays me. So we spray each other and she loves to be super dark, but I know not to go more than two, three coats on her because it can start to turn orange if you do too many coats. I've never had a client come out orange. Um, That's (laughs) amazing, you know, especially since I've been doing this for about a year only. Um, But it's really hard to, and I think, you know, back in the day, the solutions weren't as good as they are now. I think we've definitely done a good job with developing really good products that do not turn you orange. Yeah. So we're not using the tan in a can anymore. Tan, exactly. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's just, it's just really interesting. And I appreciate you, you letting us ask these kind of questions because, you know, now we know to come wearing at the very least a sock and, you know, <laughs> these, <laughs> yeah. these are all the questions that we would never know otherwise. Absolutely. Um, 
the final thing that we ask everyone and it's so fun having you on dude like honestly i appreciate that you let your hair down and and you know you you gave us so much of, of you and your time and your answers and i really really appreciate it yeah i'm actually my hair's up right now because i got really nervous doing this i've been sweating since i started so really? <laughs> my i don't oh my know God. why i've just been sweating profusely over here <laughs> <laughs> and i told you tyler just has that effect on people yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like people very nervous yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, the final question that we ask everyone, and now you know you're in the clear because this is the final thing we ask, and we're gonna answer along with you, but you get to go first. What is your song of the day? My song of the day today, specifically today, has been. Oh my gosh, my boyfriend's gonna call me a simp. Um, Incubus, I miss you <laughs> <laughs> because I miss him. <laughs> That's adorable. That's it's adorable. Been, yeah. A simp is like, <laughs> how do you how do you explain a simp? It's those people, Tyler and SNM, that wear like that rubber suit. <laughs> the gimp? Oh, that gimp. That's never a mind, gimp. Never mind. No. I, yeah, never mind. <laughs> I don't know what a simp is. This made a turn for the weird. That's yeah. the um, <laughs> It always does. Somehow yeah. it always well, gets Welcome weird. to Team TNA so, podcast. Yeah. <laughs> a simp is like someone who's like lovey-dovey and like doesn't really care to be. Like, you know, like, oh, they've got you simping. Like, they got you like smiling over there. You know, cheesy, like cheesy. Oh, uh, right. but not like whipped. This is different. Right. Maybe, I mean, maybe a little bit, just a little tad bit. <laughs> so back, back to the SNM, Tyler, like I was saying before. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, but we got to get this sorted now. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Are so, you a gimp or a simp? Yeah, right. <laughs> gimp or simp. That's going to be the tagline of the episode. Yeah, I, I know. That's I actually gonna... think that's going to be a really good one. <laughs> Are you a gimp or a simp? We'll figure this out. Uh, Tyler, what about you, man? What's your song of the day? Let's go with uh, After Dark by Faden Beats. Nice. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go old school, man. I actually heard this song on my on my playlist, which I have no idea how this song got on my playlist. It's The Geek in the Pink by Jason Mraz. That's so, interesting. I've never yeah. heard that one. It's fucking throwback. I don't even, I don't know how that <laughs> song came up, but like, I don't, Geek in the Pink, like it's fucking cool. Yeah, um, it sounds cool. So check out at Kilatina. Check out at Bronzed and Period Icy. Um, let them know we sent you. Uh, that's it. Yeah. Team TNA podcast. We'll be back. Check out Kilatina. Show her some love and final word. Anything, anyone? Thank you for coming on. Yeah. Thank you guys for having me, by the way. Thank so you fun. so much, dude, for your first podcast. Let me just say like, you, you did fucking awesome. Like I'm oh, really, I'm, we're, yeah. we're really proud of you, you know, thank you. we are, we are very proud of you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you guys. Thank you. Well, we'll we'll definitely look forward to having you on next time. Um, And and it would be cool if you came on, you know, just to talk, you know, BS with us one time. So just come back on, you know, no business, just pleasure. Yeah, I'm here for that. I love pleasure. We'll we'll, we'll simp and (laughs) gimp it out. We'll figure something out, you know. (laughs) All right. We'll see you all next time. All right. Y'all have a good one. You too. Bye.